Welcome to the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Sado Dan. Unfortunately, not joined tonight by Terry, who are... I actually spread a false rumour last week that he was uh, Chappelle Corbett in Bali, which turned out to be false. He's actually got the coronavirus. So uh, Terry's in quarantine. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Too many Mexican beers. That's it, mate. I'm missing your tears. See you back next week. But I found a scraggle on the street. Stegs, after last week's fantastic Nines preview, the people have spoken and we've brought you back for another go round. How's your week been, mate? Uh, back by again. unpopular demand. Unpopular uh, demand. Damn straight. Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, mate, it's... Um, Good weekend, yeah. Footy's back. Footy is back. And uh, I'll tell you what, that was uh, that was quite an enjoyable weekend. It was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Look, nine's always a bit of fun. Not too much um, serious stuff. Unless we'll go, you're we'll a Penrith fan. Unless you're a Penrith fan. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll get into that in great detail lately. Lucky they don't listen to us, mate, because they're not going to like what i got to say. Um, mate, what, what were your overall thoughts of the weekend? We're not getting too specific. We'll go into the games later, but thoughts? Uh, look, um... I think we did say last week that uh, it's nines that anything can happen, and anything did. Um, yeah, it was um, it was enjoyable. Uh, I think a number of the sides that we expected to be around come the pointy end were there, um, and then yeah, no, uh, look, yeah, put my red and white hat on. Uh, it would have been uh, nice to see the dragons get up uh, over the cowboys, but um, for the for the girls get a first ever win over Brisbane. Uh, in the final there was... Uh, and they they rolled it nicely there at the end, so... Mate, they, they were incredible. We'll, um, we'll touch on them. It, you know, we'll go into the girls first, mate. Yeah. As a... Um, look, I'm a bit of a... Look, I love, I love women's rugby league. I think it's great. It's... Uh, my daughter's a huge fan of Maddie Starden, which fills me full of pride. But I don't like the 14 competition. I've been very vocal about that. The obvious question is, what, what can you do otherwise... I'm unashamedly dirty that they didn't put Cronulla in. I feel the same about South Sydney, being that we started the whole thing. Um, so I'll put that to the side for this. St. George won uh, through having win, won one game. You know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. They actually lost more games. They won more less games, rather, than the Broncos uh, and lifted the trophy, which, you know, again, not blaming the girls. That's how it's done. But... Hearing them talk about how hard it was and how hard they worked and this and that, how much effort they put in, as I tweeted, shut the fuck up, you won two games. As If the Sharks had been there, I think I would have thought differently. What were your thoughts before I... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. The, the Broncos have been kind of at the top since the start. And uh, the four teams, I understand, because they want to make sure they start strong. And, well, I wouldn't be surprised that come next year that there's six or eight sides in the NRLW uh, when that comes through. Um, for the course of the nines, Broncos were great, but then it's that whole thing of, you know, and we see it every year in, in the finals footy for the for the main, main comp and stuff. Anything can happen. And uh, on that final, um, the Dragons girls really came to play and I think got a shock in on the Broncos early. They scored early and I think that really dictated how the play was going to go, and they were able to keep it going. So, although I'm not going to begrudge them anything, and the fact that they were close with the Broncos in their game uh, in the pool rounds, I think it was 13-6 or something like that. So, look, you're looking at you know maybe two tries to one there or something like that. It's a, it's, it's close stuff. So, um, yeah, full credit to them. They, they played well when it mattered, and um, they got through. But it was... The girls played really well in the nines. Yeah, so, absolutely. So you remember the last 
the last time the Nines was played over in Auckland, we still had the three-game exhibition series between Australia and New Zealand. Yep. This is the first time we've had the NRLW sides going around. And yeah, they, they turned it on. There were some good hits. There were some good plays. Um, the game is coming on. They're, I'm excited to see what it's going to be like at the end of the year, um, and even State of Origin um, in the mid-year spot. Oh, that, that quality keeps coming up. You know, level, Year by year, it's... It's going up a notch or two. So um, end of the year should be real fun to watch. Yeah, that's true. That origin is a real fixture that you circle. Um, North Sydney Oval. I don't know. I think that it's in Brisbane this year. Sunshine Coast, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. They were going to move it because I think we had two in a row down here. Mm. North Sydney Oval packed on a Friday night. Freezing cold. Girls <laughs> are bashing the shit out of each other. What's well, not to love, honestly? Uh, look, <laughs> mate, I tip, I tip the Dragons to take this um, because of Maddie Studden. She, for me, was the player of the tournament in the, the female side, maybe even overall. Her ball play is just so far above what should be allowed for a mere mortal human being. Well, her and um, the Broncos half, uh, Bridget Shaw. She's fantastic. Both, both of them, um, they have great vision of the field. And the, the biggest thing that marks out uh, a great playmaker from a good one is not just being able to see something, but being able to... Uh, perform the action to get that happening. So whether it's a pass or a kick or, you know, even directing your side around, they're both great at being able to work the game. So, um, yeah, they, um, they, they're both those girls, you know, will um, be right at the top for playmakers for a while. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're being, I think they call Briginshaw the female Cam Smith. Um, and our girl starting is the female Matt Moylan. And as we know, Moylan's above <laughs> Smith, so Madden's the best player in the game. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. I, I thought it was great fun. I would love to see more teams come into it, but for what it was, I, yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Great level of football. Let's get into the men's stuff. Now, the ga- the first two games, look, I know, I know you're not a big fan of language, both utter shit. You had Penrith smash the Roosters, as we knew was coming. Newcastle smash the Warriors, which was not unexpected, but a bit of a turn-up. But you had the literal highest point score in a Nines game, 35. It almost broke in the next game, 34-0. Um, what did you make of Paul A, mate? We both hit Newcastle and Penrith to go through. I think, you know... I think everyone tipped a two to go through, honestly. Yeah. The Warriors, I thought, were pretty friggin' ordinary, to be honest. thought the Roosters outplayed. Yeah, oh look, um, the Roosters kids, that second game on the Saturday, they um, they put in a great effort and um, they should uh, be marked well for that because, you know, Absolutely. no one expected uh, any real sort of resistance from them and then after their first game on, on Friday night, people thinking, oh, we'll get steamroll- they'll get steamrolled again. But, um, yeah, uh, like we said, it was the two teams we kind of expected to go through. Uh, potentially with the Panthers on top, but um, but yeah, you know, Newcastle played played quite well, and um, and we'll look at their game against Parramatta in the quarterfinals a little bit later. But um, they um, they're coming together nicely. Um, O'Brien seems to be doing a good job of getting it all working there, and you know, throwing out some rumours about potential future signings of. Currently, Dragons contracted second rowers and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, it's very specific. I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. The early game was all about really army kick out. Oh. Uh, less than a minute in, he bust down the left-hand side. He had an unmarked opponent inside him three times, maybe four, and a couple outside him. 
and just threw up the big screw you in palm in the face and ran and scored himself. Pretty much set the scene for the, the tournament. He was arguably top three or four for the tournament. Um, I'm fearful of what he's going to produce this year. He's, he's, a, he's a gun player, and I, I like that Penrith are keeping him out in the second row. It could very, you could very easily turn him into uh, a Taumalolo-style um, lock, you know, middle forward. Um, and he could do that, but man, he's got the pace and the step and all that sort of stuff. Keep him on the edge, and he will uh, he will continue to be destructive and possibly even more so than he's been in the last year or so. That's scary to think about, to be honest. I'll tell you oh, what. Yeah. But uh, look, I think the the big turn up for me was the Roosters winning the second day over the Warriors, being that the all the first graders that were picked left to play in the World Cup Challenge. You know, mm. like your Verils and stuff. Uh, look, the Warriors were just, they were disgustingly bad. I think what they score, two tries all tournament, which for the Warriors, I know they don't have Sean Johnson, but we were tipping their wingers to be amongst the top scorers. Mm. I honestly can't remember who scored from, I. here we go, let's have a look. Uh, Turner and Berry, couldn't even pick those yeah. blows out of the lineup. Very disappointing. Yeah, and there's a sense in which that's almost the kind of semi-expected stuff for the Warriors that, when they turn up, they're great. And when they don't turn up to play, they can be absolute garbage. Oh, absolutely. Understatement. They were, they were tripe. They yeah. were hot tripe. And I, I, I'm i not a Warriors fan, but I, I want to see them play well because they're fun to watch. Yeah. That uh, looked pretty disappointing for them. The war, uh, Roosters were good. What would you make of the uh, the Nick Davis inclusion, mate? Didn't didn't get a lot of ball, but a bit of fun. Look, he... He got in there, he gave it a red-hot go. He wasn't afraid of uh, getting a tackle in or being tackled sort of thing. Um, but to be honest, like there's nothing that people are going to remember of his performance. Whereas you look at Gidley and he you know, put on a couple of tries and uh, and played quite well. So That was that was my actual next next comment slash question. Kirk Gidley, mate, he looked like he'd, he'd been playing the game for the, the years that he'd been out. He, he was incredible, and there's look. The, there's no question that the Knights haven't settled on their long-term six. What about a young Kirk Gidley, mate? Oh, look at that. He'll only be young until the next injury. That's the problem. That's very unfortunate. Hey, uh, look, let's move on to Paul too. Uh, started with an absolute boil over. Canterbury beat Parramatta, who were the red-hot favourites. Um, 13-10. It was a late try. It was a lot of fun to watch. And they turned up in defence, and, and that was the thing that got them the win there. But then the defence wasn't there come Saturday for the game against the Sharks. That's exactly right. Now, we'll, we'll skip to get we'll skip to game two, because game one, who cares? <laughs> game two. Now, I remember Cronulla dominating for the opening four minutes of this game. I remember Sione Katoa scoring one of the tries of the millennium. <laughs> I remember Chad Townsend missing a drop kick from right in front. He wasn't the only one, I'll give him that. No, but he was the first and the most frustrating. Uh, then nothing happened till Saturday. <laughs> Would I be correct in suggesting such? Uh, look, you could, you, could, you could try that if you like. I'm just looking for a message. Where did we get it? Uh, Within minutes of the full-time whistle, from memory. I'm just looking... While she looked for that, 27-5, Cronulla were absolutely terrible... Everyone was blowing up on Twitter, but um, saying, well, I was blowing up on Twitter. Saying yeah, that's that, nothing unusual. No, look, it's definitely not. Now, a lot of people were replying, it's just the nines. My issue came with that everything Cronulla did wrong in this particular game is exactly what cost us big last year. We gave away as many penalties in that 
game as had been up to that stage. Chad Townsend blew two overlaps and was disgusting. Sean Johnson was skipping and hopping on the spot, not running the ball. Without Moylan, without Dugan, we had no go forward. That's pretty frightening considering neither are going to be fit for the start of the year. Ronaldo, for everything good he does, he gets penalised and he he gets penalised on the back of being penalised where he doesn't react well. That's where my frustration came from. But ultimately, I can see you're, you're pretty excited here. Well, so. look, <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten that my message to you was quite succinct and it was only one word. Ding! Yeah, sorry, man, but it's... Uh... Uh, but look, I think... I remember watching it and thinking, gee... The Dragons are turning up in defence. And when they have played well, and pretty much when any team plays well, regardless of 9 or 13, it it can be driven from defence. Like, you know, if you're going to go and try and score 40 points and be happy with conceding 34, you're not going to win too many games. But if you're able to keep a team, you know, tight and be able to score when you get the chance, and that's what they did. They, um, They pushed them back a few times and then... When they got the chance to strike, they did, and, and on they went with it. And look, even the game that they lost against Parramatta uh, on the Saturday, they still played quite well, and, and it was just that Parramatta took you know the extra opportunity sort of thing. And that's what's going to happen in nines. It's that sort of thing of you might get five or six chances to score. If you can get three or four of them, you're looking pretty good. You're on your way here. You look at, you look at the, the stats. Cronulla... Score a try within the opening three minutes and lead 5-0. Yeah. On paper, yeah, you know, it's not not huge. The defence that the Dragons did, we should have scored off the first set. I think we had a repeat. Then we should have scored again and you guys knocked the ball on or we had a 40-20 or something. Yeah. You guys didn't touch the ball more than two tackles in the first couple of minutes. Cronulla score and everyone's thinking, oh, I'll tell you what, Cronulla look on here. But you just don't know. But then the Dragons just score, what, one, two, three, four, five straight tries. Cronulla didn't look like scoring for the rest of that yeah. game. They were comprehensively played off the ground. Very frustrating, considering we sent a side across the win. Mm. But to their credit, they went away, licked their wounds, come back the next day and smashed the Bulldogs 25-4. I think there was a time there where we scored, got the ball back, scored, got the ball back, scored, got the ball back, yeah. scored. Uh, Molitano, Tracy, Morris, Morris. Yeah, there you go. Three, four tries in five minutes. Yeah. I think they touched the ball one tackle. It was just... And that's where Johnson was drop-kicking. Ronaldo was jumping up, knocking it back. Then Morris was just score. Cronulla got it right in the second game. I have a feeling if we played Parra in the game, in the third game, under old circumstance, probably would have beaten them. But, I mean, if you're living on what is, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, that said, Canterbury scored in the first set. Katoa was so far out of position, I was thinking, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Josh Morris with the Hattie. For me, Connor Tracy was our best player. Absolutely fantastic. Mm. He's not going to get picked in round one, but I'm still going to... Fume when they pick Chad Townsend over Connor Tracy. This kid's ready to go kaboom. Chad Townsend's just two, three years past his best. Uh, Our our boy, Toby Rudolph, absolutely changed the game with his run in the second set. Miracle worker, mate. Mm. I I love the team, the makeup of the team. Sean Johnson still did absolutely nothing in that second game. Yeah. And it's a sort of, yeah, we talk about nines being that sort of thing where you've really got to create it. And it's one of those ones where you're like, you can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to make stuff happen. He's trying to manufacture, but um, you can really easily overdo it and it ends up not working like you're trying. And he, you know, you can see he was, you might not say he was busting a gut, 
trying to get, but he was really trying to get something happening. He wanted to make make a play, and I think it's that that whole reputation of him as a nines player that ends up kind of uh, coming back to bite in that sort of sense. Reputation, absolutely. Second game, we needed you red sons of bitches to do something, and you couldn't. You scored one try in a fifteen to seven loss. I was excited in this game for about four seconds. Uh, plenty of the guys that make jokes and downs about that. That's all right. Young young Dufty runs in, tries to get the ball, headbutts a guy's chin, knocks himself out, fractured cheekbone. Their chance to win in that game are gone, and the Sharks kicked out. That yeah. That's how I read it. Look, it was one of those difficult ones because you had that, you had Corbin Sims go down with his broken arm. Um, so I think that meant that the Dragons end up with only kind of three on the bench for that game. Yep. Um, that makes it difficult. For a fairly substantial time, considering... Yeah. Absolutely, and so you, you, your rotations are all out of sync and all that sort of stuff. So uh, they pushed hard, they fought, but um, yeah, when you've got a two-man bench advantage, that's uh, that's that's pretty big in nines. You're right, and it shows because Will Smith scored the fifteenth, Clint Gustin scored the what proved to be the winner in the sixteenth. Yeah. So they just ran out of path. Look, I think the Dragons. Look, you said Parramatta and the Dragons would go through. I said Parramatta and the Sharks would go through. We both got the, the first pool. We got split it here. You got this one. I got I got the next pool. Gold Coast tops, which I think we both had. I picked the Rabbits. You picked the Tigers. Now, all the feedback I got last week was good, except they said, why did you pick the Tigers? Why did you pick the Tigers? Well, I, I picked the Tigers because I thought they were really going to uh, push probably, not necessarily for the top spot, but they, they looked like a dark horse through it. And, you know, they missed out by... Four points on differential. They, I think, don't quote me on this, missed out by the least amount, which means they went as close to finishing ninth in this tournament <laughs> as possible. Yeah. They're taking the piss. They've got to be doing this on purpose, I swear. Oh, I, don't, I don't think they'd want to be finishing, you know, just to be six. So Sharks miss out by six points, and Roosters missed out by, hang on, uh, 23 plus, my, hang on. It was a lot. It's uh, about 52. Yeah, close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. missed it by that <laughs> much. And then in the down Bronx. in pool four, that was 13. So, um, so you go the Tigers, they just so close yet so far. Yeah. And um, they, they, they played well. Like, actually, this probably was the uh, one of the more enjoyable pools to watch because it was very evenly matched across the board. It literally um, went to the last minute, I yeah. think, from memory. Yeah. Um, the Titans were incredible. Um I think I said last week that, you know, even with all the shenanigans that have been going on in that club for a while, you look at the side that was put out there and they were going to, they looked a good side. Mm-hmm. They played like a good side. Yeah, they did. And I think uh, in a similar way with Newcastle, with O'Brien there, you've got Holbrook up at, up on the Gold Coast, maybe new coach um, doing some wonders and maybe some players, you know, playing for their careers with rumours of Michael Gordon coming back full time. Oh, yeah, look, I, I got that one wrong. I have to admit to that. I, I misread the quote. He was he was having me on and he, he got me hook, line and sinker, yeah. which is which is a good thing as much as I love Mick Gordon. It's AJ's time. Uh, look, the, the Titans open up Belt and the Raiders. Look, the Raiders were there to make up the numbers. We both, we said they were forward heavy. I, I don't remember the forwards touching the ball. They, they weren't interested. Tigers beat South 17-8. Mm. Uh, which I was actually thinking, oh, I think I've, 
I've done my thing here. <laughs> uh, the bunnies come out and whack the Raiders, which put them right back in it. And then the Tigers lose by one point. Yeah. Uh, not a poor fa- a gallon field goal this time, but they lost by a point to the Titans. Uh, look, for me, the Gold Coast were by far the best side, mm. and I think South were just the best of the rest. Yeah, it was... Look, Bunnies and Tigers, you you wouldn't have said there was much between them on the on the weekend, so you couldn't have been complained. Tell you what, we talked a bit about jerseys last week, but the bunnies with the white jerseys, white shorts, it looked pretty crisp. So Yeah, they uh, did look good, actually. I didn't notice that. But here really showed the um, uh, the the weakness in the way it was, because it, the way it was, the format yeah. was set out. Because the Tigers missed out and they didn't play Canberra. Canberra got flogged in both games. Yeah. It Look, it's funny because it's the Tigers, and everyone knows I love ripping on the Tigers. But look, it's just a. Yeah. I don't like the format. It's no, just no. it's there. I don't and like the format. And we talked about that last week, and you do miss something out. And it would have been nice to have been able to play everyone, and and they could have made it work. Um, you could have looked at making the the tournament almost kind of three days and kind of two third kind of days, like yeah. rather than. Yeah, you know, especially being in Perth, and it was, you know, I think I was watching the highlights before, and it only on the Friday night it only got below thirty in the last game, so um, it was pretty warm over there. So, you know, you could have ended up with three kind of, you know, starting the mid to late afternoon, push through to you know the evening. Although they'd probably say you know three days is a bit difficult, you know, getting people to be there. For the whole tournament and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Day one kind of means not a lot. It's it, you know it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you're trying to put all those sorts of things, there's too many pieces to try and fit in together. That's true. Ultimately, I, I enjoyed, so I can't really complain. But I, I felt like the Tigers were a bit hard done by. Yeah. And coming from me, that's really saying something. <laughs> uh, look, the next the next pool is where we both flipped up. So we both got two, and then. Um, yeah, this wasn't didn't go to plan. Well, we yeah. both had the Cowboys. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, we did. But I, um, I think oh, I'm sure we both hit Brisbane because neither of us looked at the um, Manly as winning the game, and they ended up they came out and they flogged Melbourne eighteen four. Mm. Like that was a real turn up. And then that that Cowboys Broncos game though, I don't care if it's in a trial in Whoop Whoop or in the grand final. Those two teams just bash yeah. shit out of each other and produce their f- best football when they play yeah. each other. Yeah, and look, we. We looked at the, the Eagles side and we weren't too sure about stuff. Mind you, we looked at the Melbourne side and had similar thoughts. So, um, And the, that's the beauty of the Nines. You can, you can have a whole bunch of no-names, young kids get out there and they, just, and they run hard and they've got pace and all those sorts of things. And teams don't know what to expect because they're people they haven't got any film on and all that sort of stuff. So um, sometimes that element of surprise is... Uh, is very strong in a nines tournament. So, um, yeah, no, Manly played well in that in that first game um, and did enough to kind of get through after that with, um, you know, knowing that they were going to have to play the Cowboys next. They did. A, um, the Cowboys, you know, spoiler alert, eventual winners, only beat Manly 10-7 in mm. the return game. The Broncos did themselves no favours by not beating Melbourne. They should have flogged Melbourne and they would have gone through. That was. I still thought that was what would happen. To Probably be honest, in that second Melbourne, game, didn't they? Yeah, they're only twelve eight. Yeah, but so if they they'd flogged them, yeah. they would have. They would have gone through. For Manly, Luke Metcalf, former Sharks half, uh, okay. with young um, Funnigan. The year we won the minor premiership by like twenty points, 
he and Flanagan were untouchable. Metcalf goes down with injury. Flanagan just couldn't find the rhythm by himself when yeah. he went out in straight sets. He was fantastic. Scott Drinkwater, player of the tournament, again, spoiler alert, was absolutely incredible. Cohen Hess looks like he's dropped probably five kilos and looked quicker than ever. That um, must have been the try he scored in the first game where um, he lunged for the line, just missed, and then they played the ball and he got himself back into position to pick up. You know, that's that's agility and, and game smarts. And that's probably what he was lacking a bit last year. Um, you know, had the breakout year, 2018, last year, came back to the pack a little bit. But um, he's not just going to be a big boy. He's going to, he, he knows he's probably going to play edge and he's set himself up to, to play second row quite well. That's it, mate. Couldn't agree more. Uh, what have we else we got here? I thought Jermaine Osako was underwhelming. <laughs> Uh, we saw nothing from Payne Haas and Fafita. Yeah. They sent them over with big, big raps. Uh, look, the names that came out of this, like Drinkwater, you know, he's not a, not a household name, but he's not a not a scrub either. No. Uh, Luke Metcalf, look, most most fans wouldn't have wouldn't have known his no. name. Uh, then you've got uh, this Hamiso. Oh, I'm not oh, even gonna <laughs> leave it to you. Uh, so Hamiso uh, to buy. That's the one. That's what I meant to uh, say. Tabuai Fido. Sorry, let me let me actually read the vowels in the right place. <laughs> Tabuai Fido. What a freak. Yeah. Uh, look, and that's... So you think of him, you think of Gideon Gill and Mosby. They, um, they know how to find him up there, the flyers, but it is that whole thing of, uh, in the nines, you can be a flyer, and that's great. The transition to being able to do that in the nines is another thing. And that's... When you look at... Um, there was the... Uh, young Roosters bloke who got a hat trick in their second game. Um, uh, Bjorn Borg, yeah. Cody Ramsey. Geez, they went back to that a few times, oh. didn't they? Every time he touched the ball, mate, it was almost like watching the WWE. And every time Roman Reigns a big dog. That's yeah. it. It just use the nickname sparingly, guys. Yeah. Hey, um, Dan Kinane, mate. Oh, um, what do you make of the call? Don't get me started on Dan Bloody Kinane. What do you make of his call? I, I thought I he was quite good. I can't stand him. I. Uh, it was the worst thing in the world when Triple M had exclusive rights for the Monday night football game, and I had to listen to him. It was because he's got the, he's got a case of the Daryl East Lakes. Yeah, everything's you know, up. Every, it's going to be right. Then all of a sudden, I'm going to be right at the top, and he's only just being tackled thirty five meters out. And, That's it. it Gets you excited. Uh, and he's he wasn't a great radio commentator, and he's not a good TV commentator, and they don't pair him with the right guys to make it work either. So. Um, I've uh, nailed my colours to the mast on multiple times that uh, I'm not a Ghanaian fan. Uh, you can um, make of that what you will. He's a big big listener of the podcast, actually. Oh. You'd definitely be tuning in. He and Vossi. Who know. cares about you, Dan? <laughs> I, um, look, I'm a fan of Dan Ghanaian on radio. I love it. On TV, not so much. He's like Ray Hadley in that he can't really come across. But to be honest, I, I barely noticed him on the weekend. I was too busy trying to keep up with these kids, trying to sound like a smart ass. <laughs> oh, yeah, Luke Metcalf and Jake Turpin. Hey, um, rushing through to the finals, Para kind of didn't really play well, yet still got through Newcastle. I can't, I can't really remember that game, to be totally honest. Yeah. I know it was 14-7 because I'm literally looking at it. <laughs> I remember I remember Fergo scored late and that, that ended it. But I actually thought Newcastle were going to get on top of it. But the next game is going to warrant some discussion. Here we go. St. George Laura 17, Penrith Panthers 14. I'm going to leave this one to you and then I'm going to need a minute 
That's fine. I'm going to start by mentioning someone who uh, would have been around for player of the tournament and been a very unlikely player. Josh Kerr. Who would have thought that a front rower would have as much of an impact across the tournament, not just a kind of one-game wonder? He would have had, you know, four or five tries by the end of it um, and played really strong. Um, He was... uh, Real improvement off the bench last year, um, especially after, I think he got a run in the All-Stars game last year before he'd even played an NRL game, or that might have been the year before. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Um, but uh, came started well off the bench last year um, with um, retirements and stuff. He was looking at you know being solidified on the bench with Corbin Sims going down. Um, at least at the start of the year, he's going to have a big role to play. Yeah. And um, he, is, he is on the improve and plays really well. Uh, I, this was a really enjoyable game to watch. Dragons got out to a lead to start off with. Croy uh, Sauer comes back with a couple of tries, uh, gets the uh, the Panthers with their nose in front, um, a kick-out scores again. And then, look, if... And this is a big if. If that ball had been planted inside the touchline, that would have been one of the tries of the decade, century, millennium, whatever you want to call it. But it didn't. No, it didn't. And, and, and I'm, lots of people came in and said, oh, you know, Ben Cummins with another stupid decision. Cummins is the, yeah, he's the guy who, who puts his finger to the, blows the whistle and points his finger at the spot in the end. But there's a touchy, there's an in-goal judge, and he goes to them and says, what do you think? And they tell him, yeah, you can award the try. Bloke in the middle ends up copping the brunt for it, but those two, you know, and I, I can't put too much on the t- touchy either. I don't think she would have been able to see too much just with the corner post and where the bodies were and all of that. She might have been able to say, look, it doesn't look great, I don't know. But uh, I would have thought that the in-goal judge would have had the best view on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, a, a poor decision. Um, but I did appreciate Graham Annesley, um, the interview with Vossi um, a little bit later on, coming out and saying, look, it's not a great decision. But then also saying, we don't want the video ref at, at the nines. It defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do with a fast-flowing tournament and all that sort of stuff um yeah so look you know not a great decision but sadly that's going to be remembered as opposed to actually quite a good game of nines you're exactly right in terms of the video i don't want the video at the nines yep every second try would have gone up because there are a lot of almost and i think over the stretch they got a lot right there was look there was a couple of you know you're gonna get it but in terms of that decision, I think it was a great decision because it knocked Penrith out of the tournament, which suits <laughs> my agenda. If I if I put money or if I gave one tenth of a shit about the Penrith Panthers or their fans, I'd be blown up. But I don't, so fuck them. <laughs> Gold Coast, twenty four manly nil. This is the manly Seagulls I expected to see all weekend. They were absolutely whopped. Arrow scored in the first minute, then Sammy, then Sammy, then Pearson, then Rain, then Don. Manly didn't look like they they got they went further than they were expected to. I think Des Hazler told them to go out there and play like shit, and they did. 
I think that's a little bit unfair. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Um, look, Gold Coast were playing really well. There was some really good combination work. Ash Taylor was playing strong. Um, Brimson had good... Jonas Pearson, you know, um, did not impress in his 12 months down with the Dragons. Comes up nicely at the nines, but then again, like we said, you know... Can it translate? And will it mean anything? But um, I think they... Look, the, the Titans... In a sense, this is an opportunity for them to kind of restart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to kind of say, yeah, we've had some really, you know, poor seasons. Um, and, you know, some of the players that have come through and been signed on, you know, massive overs made things difficult. Um, you know, and uh, losing losing Arrow next year is going to be massive for them as well. So, um, yeah, this is... this will. This will be a very interesting year for them, but I think they've got it off to a good start. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the sort of thing that can really build some momentum for them. Mate, this is kind of what the Nines are made for, like other than the, the entertainment factor. Teams like the Gold Coast, look, they're not going to win the Premiership. Everyone knows that. No. For them to go in and put some good performances on makes fans think, oh, geez, that Philip Sammy's quick. Yeah. Might go to a game. Well, geez, Arrow, you know, I know he's leaving, but ah, I've got to support yeah. our boy while we got him. It's funny you mention Arrow because, look, them losing, there's no way to spin it that it's a good thing. It's no. He's their best player, other than Brimson, and he's the most proven player. Yes. Most credential, put it that way. But there was talk of him being on $1.2 million. Now, Thurston, $1.2 million, yeah, no worries. If he gets injured, so be it. Joy Arrow is not worth $1.2 million. No lock in the game, except Tom Lolo, who we'll get to in a second, is worth that kind of money. Yeah. I think him going may be a blessing, not straight away. But if a player, a half, does come up on that kind of money, they can throw it at him. So I think it would be good. I enjoyed this game. I thought the Titans were one of the standouts. Um, the next game, though, it was funny because we all picked, I think we both picked Parramatta to win. And I think you said the Gold Coast were your Smokey and the Cowboys were mine. We both looked really good coming out of this. Yeah. And that's not, that's not something I say often. Uh, Cowboys hey, flogged. Speak for yourself. Thank you very much. Smash the bunny, 20 to 6. Um, this is Scott Drinkwater show. Cohen Hess again. Jason Tamalolo. That guy, I swear, you could put him in any sport, any code around the world, and he's going to be in the top 10 players. He's a freak. I'd love to watch him in Big Bash. Oh, can you imagine? Most, mostly because all I want to see is him coming, <laughs> running into bowl and, you know, chucking up pies, but... Yeah, it's just the glare and the intimidation just with this man mountain running towards you. I dare you. Hit me for six. Yeah, go on, you. go on. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I know you've got a bat, but I'm going to smash yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> he was fantastic yeah. all the time. The Cowboys were just fantastic. Scott Drinkwater is just on another level at the yeah. moment. If he doesn't get a run on spot for the Cowboys... Well, there's there's talk about... he. He will be in their in their first seventeen. Where do you have him? Six or in the centres? Well, this is the thing. So the word on the street is uh, that Green's going to start him at fullback and let Holmes start the year on the wing just to build up some uh, rugby league, you know, fitness and all that sort of stuff. Get himself back into the game, and then potentially further down the year look at uh, shifting him back to one. Well, I think Drinkwater is really a one or a six. Uh, I don't see him as a centre type. Um, Too creative. Yeah, well... He'd be wasted in a sense. But, that being said, you look at someone like Latrell Mitchell, who's quite creative as a centre, but there's probably some question marks over him as a fullback, at least at the moment, until we've seen him really bed down and play a lot of game time there. So, um, I, 
Personally, if I was Paul Green, I'd be saying, yeah, Val, I know you want to play fullback, but this guy's going to do a whole lot better than you will, so you can play on the wing. And if you're not happy with that, well, you know. We've got you under contract. Go play NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, I agree 100%. I think Drinkwater should start at fullback. Uh, but I know the way Val is. And he'll be in the media tomorrow whinging about it. It's just, it's kind of like he is. I don't like slandering you. Nah, I love slandering. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck Val Holmes. Last week I was very complimentary. I take it all back. Um, Parramatta, it's George. Meet again for the second yeah. time in a day. Only this time you read V, sons of bitches. Turn it around and actually do something. I think this was my match of the tournament. Yeah, controversial, but given the score on paper, but... Hey, look, some of the best soccer games I've been to, being nil-alls or one-nils, because it's tight, it's a good matchup. you know, it is that whole thing of teams being well uh, positioned to counterbalance each other and thwart strengths and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this was a really enjoyable game to play, because uh, to watch, because, yeah, it was low scoring, but it was not, you know... Uh, an error fest or anything like that. It was still end to end. It was strong defence, uh, and it was two teams that probably because they played played each other only about thirty minutes before. Yeah, it felt like it, um, didn't it? You know, knew what they were expecting. Now this was the problem with the format again. I don't know. Usually in this sort of thing, you have the quarterfinals like they did, and then you have kind of the crossover uh, at the semifinals, so that you don't get teams who are in the same pool as each other. Playing again. Playing again mm-hmm. sort of thing. So um, I understand kind of uh, timeline-wise why they would have done it because trying to make sure that teams have got relatively even amounts of rest and all that sort of stuff. But they could have juggled that with the quarterfinals. But, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, a, it's a small thing to kind of pick up, but it's another thing about the format and the scheduling that wasn't up to the standard that we might have expected from... Uh, the nines tournaments that we've had in the past. Yeah, it's a fair call. Tor Greenberg's in charge now, but that's another story. <laughs> Tim Lafoy's try, I thought he'd blown it. When he stepped yeah. back inside, he fell over. I thought he'd done something and he'd blown it. Managed to crawl across and score. Twitter blew up. They were happy to see the Eels go out because the Eels sent the strongest side. They were $2.50 favourites, and I think mm. the next closest was the Cowboys or Broncos and then us at like 6 or 7 bucks. They wanted this, and to see Mitch Moses curled over, it, was, it didn't make me unhappy. Mm. I know, I know, that's probably a little bit, and you shouldn't be saying that, but it's pretty Look, funny. I, I, I think the Eels will be disappointed because they will have looked at the squad that they sent and said, we sent a side that came to play, and we, and we came up short. Whereas I think a side like the Dragons, whilst, yes, they'll say, we sent a squad that came to play, they would have been like, we get out of the group stage, which will be the first time it had happened for them. Take it from there, you know. And every every win after that's a bonus sort of thing. Yep. So they picked up a couple of bonuses along the way in that sense. Yeah, and you pocketed some money too. I, I agree totally. I think Parramatta will be way more disappointed not to make the finals. Uh, next game, Cowboys bounce the Titans. Uh, this was nineteen ten. I know the Titans scored an in garbage time, making it look closer than it was. This was another Cowboys masterclass. Again, Scotty Drinkwater, it's yeah. just, he's, you know, you talk about Val Holmes coming back, but Scott Drinkwater's the man up there now. I mean, Morgan, obviously, of course, but Drinkwater's the, he's the man as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, you know, it is that whole thing of how do you fit all the pieces in. 
you know, do they look at Morgan as a seven and Drinkwater at six? But Morgan's not really your out-and-out seven type player. He's much more of a 5'8", being able to play off someone else. You think about how him and Thurston worked really well together. Look, I'm glad it's not my problem. Um, it's not a headache I've got to worry about. Um, I've just got to worry about, you know, halves that hopefully will play well together. Um, but, yeah, Cowboys showed through a number of their games how to control a match in the nines. They, they, they're strong in attack. They muscle up in defense, but they're also making sure that they're covering space and all those sorts of things. This was... Uh, a very rounded effort from them across the weekend, and particularly in this game. You know, strong in attack, strong in the defence, especially against a Titans side who were looking very strong in attack um, before they got to the semi-final. Yeah, absolutely. I I think this was probably... This is a game I think I enjoyed. There was a couple of early games I really enjoyed, but this was a cracker. By this stage, not getting sick of it, but you're getting a little bit, oh, yeah, yeah I'm understanding the nines now, and this sort of really... Mm. The, the semis were both really good games, and they were both really close. I mean, I know nine points, but that's only, you know, two tries, really. Uh, all right, the final time, mate. Cowboys 23, Dragons 14. Again, I thought the, dra- uh, the Dragons were they were brave. They kept in it. Every time it looked like the Cowboys would drag away, the Dragons would come back, and they, yeah. they'd do something. But ultimately, I think the Cowboys were the best. They were the best team in every game they played, and I don't think I can say that about the Dragons. I don't think I can say that about uh, most sides. Definitely not Parramatta. Mm. Uh, the Gold Coast, yeah, up until the semis, but uh, Cowboys deserve oh, winners. Oh, full, fully deserved winners. They uh, they played brilliantly, and again, you know, this is a, this is a club with a bit of a nines pedigree now. Second time lifting the trophy, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just the same group of players that keep doing it for. They've they've got a system and a way of doing it that seems to be working for them. And, you know, they've, they've picked their flyers and they've got a good core in the middle and they work their forwards well. They picked the right guys. You know, they, they did very well, so congratulations to them. Dragons go home, very happy. Yeah. Uh, although, probably not so happy. Two big injuries. Was, well, it, reckon, was it worth it? See, I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you. So I reckon there's only one. Dufty's not playing round one. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already talked about Lomax getting the first shot at the fullback jersey. Corbin Sims is coming off the bench these days, and yes, he's important off the bench, but a bench forward compared to a start starting pack guy, not as big. And there's a number of um, front rowers who can come in and play his role off the bench. McInnes is the big one, but having signed Isaac Luke, it is not as big a big a loss. Um, you're still losing an 80 minute guy. Um, McInnes was incredible last year. Um, and, well, far and away your best player. Yeah, and uh, he will he will go very close to uh, getting a, a sky blue jersey come the mm-hmm. middle of the year. Yep. He he just he just runs and tackles and all like he he's a, he is a complete hooker in the way he plays. He he offers it on both sides of the ball, and uh, he's a, he's a he's a developing leader as well. I think last year. Kind of taking on the captaincy when Widdop went down injured was a good learning curve for him. Quite steep, but he he is a growing leader and um, yeah, I, I can't speak highly enough of him. 
Yeah, I agree. I love McInnes. I think he's one of the best players in uh, of that emerging talent. I'll put it to you. Would you rather make the final and lose your best player for 12 weeks? We'll say, we'll say six. Yeah. Or bomb out in the group stage and no injuries? Uh, I think because the Dragons had never got out of the group stage, I think, I think for the side, and particularly thinking about last year for them, they needed to... Hit the hit the ground running this year. They needed some wins. They needed they needed to get that victory feel about them. So yes, McInnes is a big loss, uh, and I think I answer the question differently if you don't have Luke as your as your backup. So I I've, I feel more comfortable knowing that he can step into the into the nine jersey, and you know you've got some guys who might be able to do some makeshift you know 20, 30 minute cameos to give Luke a rest. So. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the runner-up spot even with McInnes out at the moment. Yeah. That's my feel at the moment. Come talk to me in round six or whatever, yeah, we'll and see it might be doing. very different. Now, everyone joked. There's this Adam Mobs guy who, I'm the leader of his fan club, but his fan club is one person. <laughs> and it's a it's an ironic fan club. <laughs> he tweeted that, oh, geez, the um, the May premiers are going for a February premiership. Oh. And got exactly... Zero likes and zero retweets. So moves, I know you're listening. Fuck you. Your joke um, is bad, and you should feel bad. He's a can. Oh man, we we got a personal thing going. Who's play of the tournament? Do you agree with Scott Drinkwater? Oh, I don't think he can argue with Drinkwater. Um, there's a few others who probably get honourable mentions. I mentioned Josh Kerr before. Um, you can pick a couple of guys out of Gold Coast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, David Gow was quite impressive. For, he was, wasn't he? For Parramatta. The old, the old man. Yeah, but there were a lot of guys, a lot of forwards who played quite well. I think it's the opportunity of the nines where you don't have as many playmaker stuff happening that, and and the need to throw the ball around. But some of those those front rowers think, man, I've been working on this pass for six months. I've got to show it off to <laughs> God, someone. That's the thing, mate. You don't have to run, take the tackle, hit your stomach, get up yeah. and play the ball. There's a bit more, and you saw it. Like Toby Rudolph showed some things I didn't know he had. Yeah. In all honesty, I know a couple of the big boys. Aaron Woods was quite good. Um, Jack Williams was... Uh, I'm writing him off right now. Uh, I don't think we gave enough time to Billy Magulius or Teague Wilton to really guess, to gauge where they're at. I think I honestly think Cronulla thought they were going to cruise through the, the pool and then play, which, you know, was an error. But whatever. We didn't. No injuries come out of this. We go to New Guinea with a young squad, then we're going to play full... Mm. Full contact against Manly, so I think we're about where we should be in the preseason. Do we need to talk about the elephant in the room that's also uh, been sent to Papua New Guinea? Josh Dugan, mate, he's not going to play. We know this. He's a big name. He's a very likable guy. He's a very popular guy. Now I know a lot of people don't like him because he, you know, he clutches at his. He gets injured a lot. Okay, he doesn't miss many games, but he's always clutching at something. Not going to bag him because it's a tough game, and I know I couldn't last eight minutes, let alone, <laughs> let alone 80. Him going there is genius because it gets the buzzer off fields off our backs. It puts arguably one of our two or three hot top profile players across. It gets him out of the sitting home playing his games and thinking about what people are saying online. Get him out there, put him in a Sharks polo, in a hat, get get a heap of hats. The, the ones that we didn't put in our membership pack this year, if you're listening. <laughs> Give them to the kids, sign your autographs, get a million selfies, sit there, run the water if you want, Scott Morrison it up, run the waters for the boys, get on the plane, get home and get into, get into rehab. I think it's a perfect thing. I've, I was very happy when I heard he's going. Yeah. Mainly for him. Yeah. What's your take on the knee? Because it seems like there's two very different stories 
going around as to how busted this thing is. Look, I think Josh Dugan knows his body. He's been in and out enough to know. I'm a fan of Dugan. I'll be straight up. I think I think he was our best player last year. He and Josh Morris were one and two. Chad Townsend somehow won every medal. At, just don't get me started. <laughs> Someone said today that something, something is worse than Chad. And I thought, I've never heard those words in that list. That's talking about the country. But anyways, I think Dugan was in our top few players. I think he was in the top few centres. Everyone said he missed so many games. And he missed two or three games last year. He led every stat for Cronulla. He led the tackle breaks in the, in the whole league by, I think, 20-something from Tamalolo. That's ridiculous. He put in, yeah, look, he's got a bad knee. We knew that when we signed him. For people to come out and say, oh, you know, he's faking it, faking that. I don't think he's a guy of pride because he cares what people think about him online. I think the knee is worse than what we're giving credit for. Ultimately, you have to listen to Dugan, but you also have to push him because he's the kind of player who will say, oh, I'm injured, I need to come off. Josh, push through it, you'll be okay, you're a superstar. I know I'm sitting on the fence a bit, but I tend to go with Dugan. If he needs four weeks off, I'm more than fine having Molotalo play on the wing and him come in fit when we're up and running and try and smash through. We're a better side with Dugan. I don't think we can win the premiership without Dugan. So whatever he needs, give it to him. Get him fit and get him on the field. Yeah, because that's the thing. Yeah, you know, when you hear talk about you know potential medical retirements, it's pretty serious. Yeah, right? and and so when you've got him and his manager saying that, and you've got the club doc saying, look, you know, it's not great, but it's nowhere near that bad. It, it, yeah, trying to trying to find where the truth is, and it's quite possible that it's somewhere between those two. Look, I'm, I'm almost convinced that it's, it's in between the two. Yeah. For he, for that to come out... See, he never said... He was never quoted by anyone to say, hey, I'm looking at medical retirement. If he was to come out and tweet that or say that in an interview, you really got to look at it because obviously his body's not right or his mind's not right. Pay him, pay him out. I don't think Cronulla are in a position where we can pay 900 grand for a player who's not going to play. Yeah. I know we get the cap back, but where are Cronulla going to find another 900 and who are they going to sign this later? Sell a couple of units. Well, mate, we might. <laughs> you know, so we sold everything else. Uh, look, so I'm look. I want. I'm. I'm hoping Dugan's fully fit because we need him. Same with Moylan. Everyone's bagging him again today because he's got another hamstring injury. At work this morning, I was working very difficult. And if they're working very hard, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, I watch the highlights of us beat Sias, uh, us beat you guys, us beat uh, Parramatta. Moylan was a star in all three games. Titans as well. We need him on the pitch. If he's going to miss more games than he plays, obviously you're not going to get value. But if he comes in and he only plays three games, it's the qualifier, the prelim and the grand final, I'll fucking take it. Yeah. I don't think he's got any more hamstrings that he can strain. I'd give him both mine if I could. (laughs) Moisa, I would take your hammies, mate. Honestly. We're ticking down, mate. We've got 10 minutes to go. We'll run run some super coach. You've invited me to a very serious league this year. Oh, I, I, I... Serious is not the right word. Um, we, we have a very good veneer of seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a draft league, it is a little bit different. Um, so uh, shout out to the big puppians. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's taking number one? You can tell me. Uh, well, it depends on where I fall on the list. Mm-hmm. So there'll be some sort of competition to establish the draft order. Um, and so, yeah, so working out from there. Because, you know, you'll know who the, you know, the expected guys are to go. But um, look... It's, uh, it's great fun. Um, I, uh, at the start of last year, I only knew one of the guys personally, uh, but great bunch of guys, really good banter, uh, really enjoyable group. Um, and yeah, so looking forward to uh, 
yeah, because we're only playing a short a short season, we'll actually be able to watch a couple of rounds before um, uh, before we got a draft. So last year we drafted before the start of the season, and so you had um, a whole lot of injuries that then came up for people. I drafted Taumalolo as my first, and you know he didn't play for you know a whole sack. After. I think it was round two or whatever he um, got the injury against Brisbane. So yeah, draft draft is a very different game. Uh, but it's really enjoyable and being able to kind of you know keep an eye on for those little uh, up and comers. Mate, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest, mm. we're gonna we're gonna start a fins up draft league. So let me know if you're keen. I'll uh, send the invite out after. Uh, we've got the fantasy league, the Twitter cups again. I'm trying to defend my thing. I think I finished seventh last year, which is pretty. Uh, pretty I don't good think for you're me. defending seventh. I've, no, I've... I'm defending seventh, mate. <laughs> let me have this. It's all I've got. I actually I, I joined the full ten leagues and I, I start some zero tackle leagues every year. And one league I actually won. Uh, and my score was, I think I was in the top 5,000. Like, I did, you know, okay, but I'm not a real serious player. Yeah. But I finished top of the league in one by quite a margin, actually, and finished, I think, 15th in another league. So it really depends where you fall. And, and yeah, so if you've got a more normal league, yeah, it really depends on who you're up against um, with the draft league because every player can only be picked once. There's a there's a real different vibe to things. and um, exactly. Who's going to pick Chad Townsend? Seriously, I think he might be left off the board. Yeah, mate. I think. Oh, so I there's. So what are we? We're a, we're a ten member league. So and you're picking seventeen. So thirteen play, four on your bench. Mm-hmm. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if he might get a bench spot somewhere, but he's not going to be a starter for anyone. I wouldn't. I no, wouldn't imagine. It, it won't be the young Matt Moylan's mate. I tell you now, <laughs> he'd be the last player to go. Hey, look, I had, a, I had a lot of fun over the weekend. Rugby league's back. We got the uh, the All Star game coming up. Is yep. you gonna you gonna make time to watch? <sighs> Saturday night, I believe. Look, I might have a squeeze. Yep. I might also see whether Sydney FC are playing instead. Um, I might see if Australia's playing in the look. The All Star game, it's not bad, but it's one. I love the concept of the Indigenous and the New Zealand Maori. It's it's great to kind of do this the the celebration of heritage and all that sort of stuff, but because it can often whittle out a whole number of players, all stars might not necessarily be the right name for it in that sort of sense. It'll be fun. I'll probably catch the highlights, but not necessarily carving out the uh, couple of hours and sitting down and saying, "Yeah, this is what I'm watching." I'll I'll be watching the game because I I'm rugby league mad. I you know watch anything to do with the game at the moment. Uh, I agree. It's um, I love the concept because I love what they do in the week. The game itself is hit and miss. Doesn't really matter. It's another game of uh, you want the highlights. You want the Blake, Blake Ferguson try and backflip. The Wendell picking up the yeah. you know the didgeridoo. That that stuff's that's amazing. Mm. Uh, look, what I want out of this game is Wade Graham to play 30, 40 minutes, set up a try, come off, put his feet up, relax. The week beforehand, the work they do in the community yeah. is absolutely amazing. I actually, if, on that talking about a number of teams who are out doing stuff at the moment. Um, South Coast, North, Inland, uh, lots of those bushfire-affected regions. Um, it's one of the things that sport in general has got a whole lot better at doing in the last you know, 15, 20 years as you know, professional sides and all that sort of stuff, a bit of time on hands. Um, so full credit out there. And there's a few other codes that could probably be acknowledged as well, but I'll leave that for a different space. But... Uh, there's a number of NRL sides who are doing a top job this week. Absolutely agree, mate. Just quickly, the Jets, I think, ran a 20-0 20, 20 
up over the um, who had Glebe, I think they played in a preseason trial. So we're going back to back, baby. <laughs> but that's the thing with reserve grade. Like, you've got a good squad now, but see a few injuries and a whole lot of guys get you know, drafted up into first grade. And then, you know, your reserve grade side's not as strong as it was sort of thing. So That's true, mate. Being, we've only got a few minutes, so we'll wrap this up now. But uh, wait till you see this run inside for Newtown, mate. It's ridiculous. It would beat the Titans, honestly. It is that good. I'll, uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave it at that note, mate. Thanks so much for coming on again. I know it was last minute. Tez, wish you the best, mate. Get get quarantined, get better, and we'll see you next week. We've got a big Sharks review slash preview next week. Uh, we're going to be on the beer, so this could be quite... Um, lock up your daughters, put it that way. Uh, it's not <laughs> going to be for the faint of heart. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, mate. Thank you so much for coming by. Uh, again, you know, I hope the Dragons come last this year, but um, always welcome on, mate. Always no, welcome. look, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. And uh, uh, last week I hailed Ben Hunt. And this week for her try in the final, I'm going to hail Kezi Apps. The step, the dummy, uh, it was a thing of absolute rugby league beauty. And uh, she is a gun second rower. Uh, Pace, strength, all that sort of stuff. So um, keep an eye out for her. Uh, She'll (laughs) definitely be in the New South Wales side, come State of Origin, and then the NRLW at the end of the year. Sounds good, mate. How am I starting? How am I more than... (laughs) 